Hello and welcome to this week's episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week we pick a few news items relating to US colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to US colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io/news. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Hey, Shweta. Hello, Venkat. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good as well. Thank you. Okay. So, another Monday, another <laughs> digest. And so, I had three sort of news items for today. So, let's dive into the first one. So, as there was this article from Diverse Education about how universities can do a better job protecting their international students. And I mean, it's good these kind of articles are coming out. So what, what are your thoughts on this? Or what, what do you think? Oh, uh, well, it's, you know, it's funny that the universities, they do place a lot of importance on the international students, but mainly because of to, full disclosure, they bring in a lot of money for mm-hmm. these. So... And then they add that little bit of diversity along with the diversity that they get from, you know, the U.S. students as well. But it seems, you know, based on this article, they haven't gone much more beyond that. Mm-hmm. And now with, you know, a better outlook for international students and in coming to the U.S. with our new uh, government uh, administration and government and the pandemic hopefully finally making a turn or a, a turn around the right corner that they can start really reconsidering coming back to the U.S. But I think it's up to these colleges to do a much better job of supporting them other than just saying, we're so happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what kind of, what kind of kinds of things do you think, um, they could be doing? I mean, what are the things where there are opportunities for colleges? Well, one of the things that actually stood out to me in this article was how there's this almost expectation of the international students to assimilate to the U.S., Mm -hmm. which I'm sure there's a level of that that even the international students are looking for, for that kind of American experience type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is also embracing the the countries they come from, the cultures that they and religions that they celebrate and kind of incorporating their experiences into the college experience, which is which is beneficial to everybody. Yeah. Right. Some of the best experiences people will have is meeting people from different backgrounds and really getting to know and understand um, maybe a little bit about their home country, the culture, maybe clothing, food, you know, typical things like that, traditions. And so there's looking for more of that incorporation and embracing of that. And then, of course, there's supporting them in continuing their life here. Yeah. 
about, you know, if they decide to stay in this country and what that would look like and what they would have to do and things like that. So there's a lot of, but I think the big one is really embracing those international students and also looking at, I I would be, if the colleges are really looking closely at their international population, they should be asking them also, like, what are they looking for from their experience other than the obvious, which is a good education and potentially a good job or going on to grad school if they're not here, if they're here for undergrad. So there's a lot of things that the universities can be doing. And this is a great opportunity to really change that direction. Mm -hmm. And hopefully as the international students kind of have some confidence in coming back and feeling, for lack of a better word, welcomed in the U.S., Mm -hmm. then you can now take it to the next step of that. Let's move to our second topic for the day. Um, So there's, you know, I think one of the challenges that I've heard from a lot of students, you know, both international and domestic is really um, sort of colleges don't help them find internships, um, uh, the college students, that is. And um, I guess there's a list that College Post has put out on colleges with the best internships. What do you think of that list? And maybe we can quickly go through oh, that. The list is interesting. It's It has their top 20. Um, it's definitely a variety of schools, one of which is um, my own alma mater, which is Drexel University. Mm-hmm. Um, schools that have uh, the cooperative programs like Drexel and Northeastern, uh, University of Cincinnati is also on the list. They tend to have the stronger um, opportunities for internships because these are schools that have incorporated that, I guess, philosophy of working as part of your education. And so they mm-hmm. have established huge networks of companies, big and small, through in their regional area, nationally, and now even internationally. So it is if that relationship with the university is definitely helpful. Um, having said all that, my even my own advice to students that I meet is a lot of the universities aren't as <clears throat> excuse me proactive in having those networks set up. So it's on you mm-hmm. to kind of really put yourself out there and look for them. And with technology and all these different websites that are available for job searching it does make it a little bit more mm-hmm. um, straightforward for the students to find these job internships. It's, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's definitely doable. But these, I think the common ground for all the universities on this top 20 list is, is just that. They have a long history with a lot of companies and that makes new companies want to have that same uh, relationship. So they're able to attract a lot of them. Um, I don't know. Did you want to go through the list or just kind of hit the highlight? No, no, just, I mean, you know, I think, I think maybe a couple of highlights. I mean, I think they are, a lot of them are pre-professional programs or at least colleges that sort of do quite a bit of that. So that may be also part of it, but yeah, just to highlight a couple of 
things, the big ones, small yeah, ones. Yeah, I mean, as I said, Northeastern and Drexel, number one and two, respectively. I mean, there's obvious ones on here, schools like Georgia Tech, MIT, uh, Stanford, Cornell. But what I found actually interesting was some of these smaller schools. So there right. is a school in Kentucky called Berea College. Um, it's definitely a smaller school. It's not the school that's well known through the U.S., it's probably more of a regional mm-hmm. school. So I thought that was interesting. Another one that kind of popped out for me was um, Purdue is on the list, which is a big name school. And I think people forget that Purdue has this really long history with providing internships opportunities for their students. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Plus, they're really strong in their global internships, which not a lot of universities are having that international connection um mm-hmm. a, another one and i i know of this school but i just didn't know they were really considered this strong in this was endicott which is in the boston mm-hmm. area this is another one mm-hmm. they provide a lot of support they actually have a requirement for their students to have so many hours of internships which i thought was really interesting and mm-hmm. then the smaller school which is well known in the stem world but maybe not as well known for their internships is is worcester polytech which is also Mm -hmm. in the boston area and that's another one not a big name school probably draws more regionally in terms of students but the fact of how much they support their um students to find internships is actually pretty impressive so yeah i i personally tell students always look at that if that's an important part of your experience is making sure you have internships and I do encourage students to make that at least a priority for one summer you know yeah. but typically between junior and senior year is the time that is the most viable for them to do it but if they can do it earlier I encourage them to do it because those internships are really valuable whether you want to land employment after graduation or even go on to grad school Let's uh, move to the last topic for this morning. Um, you know, summer was, I guess, not around the corner, but getting there. And um, so, you know, given the pandemic, everyone's looking for remote opportunities. So there's talk about a list. There's another list <laughs> of 10 remote summer jobs that U.S. News has put out. Um, maybe we can quickly just touch on them. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, we have to try to find things that are remote and virtual so that a lot of these jobs are, are just at, Mm -hmm. think of like social media opportunities is on here. Teaching and tutoring online is also on here. Uh, virtual event planning, which that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not a virtual thing, but clearly it's possible so you have to be open-minded virtual internships Mm -hmm. have definitely um really skyrocketed because of the the pandemic um uh, the other ones i found interesting was this telemedicine support work Mm -hmm. you know it's basically an office type role in or in organizing medical offices which i thought was really interesting uh the entertainment jobs was another one on yeah. here uh, kind of 
you know, it was a little bit out of the box. And I like that for that reason. Um, there's freelance work, which I just kind of, I feel like that's a catch all. for everything. Yeah. And it's also a cop. A cop exactly. Thing, so. exactly. <laughs> and then the other ones on here, are you know, more of the typical things, you know, getting, so doing a delivery type job that are, you know, are safe to do in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You're not intermingling with lots of people. You're responsible for delivering packages. And a lot of these companies do um, financial support for college students. So it's really important to look at that as well. And then of course, the, the standards, the research and the marketing and communications. These are definitely all things that can be done either in person or virtually. And um, as I said, there's, there's just a rise in these things. And what's awesome about the plus learning from pandemic is when you can do things virtually, it kind of opens up your opportunities. If you live in California, maybe there's an interesting opportunity in South Carolina, which you may not necessarily would have considered in the past because of costs of traveling there and living there and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice. Again, same kind of mindset as in the internships. I tell students, open your mind, be creative, you know, think a little bit out of the box and talk to other people and see what opportunities are out there and go, go after them. No, for sure. Um, I think, I think this, uh, these are good things. So forward looking, something that students can try and control what, uh, what they're going to do in the next in the upcoming break or summer. Very good. So, um, that so concludes our digest for this week. So, as always, thank you so much for making the time. So, I'll talk again next week. But till then, be safe. Take thank care. Thank you. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out till we meet again take care and be safe thank you